This episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Ensure your body gets the nutrition it needs. Athletic Greens has a special offer for our listeners. Just go to athleticgreens.com Spartan, and then when you place your order, they'll send you a free travel pack with 20 individually wrapped packets. That's a free offer just for our listeners. Welcome to Spartan Up Podcast. We're in Dodger Stadium here on a gorgeous day. Uh, Spartan Stadium race going on out there. I'm surrounded by greatness. I've got retired right, Colonel nice. Tim Nye. I've got Sephra, the seed goddess. I've got Frank Ferrante, the greatest storyteller you'll ever hear. Uh, he was a guest on our podcast. We kept around. Marion, the best producer of this podcast, certainly, and probably many others. Certainly, this decade <laughs> era. And we've Epic. got Andrea, who's phenomenal. Anyway, speaking of phenomenal, we've got a guest who I just, this guy blew me away. Tom Bilio. Tom Bilio uh, founded Quest Bars. Uh, massively successful company, but it's what he's doing next that you got to hear about and how it's going to impact your life. We are here for Spartan Up Podcast. I am with Tom Bilyeu, founder of Quest Nutrition. Yes. 2010. <laughs> 2010. Rocket ship ride. Indeed. And, um, but now you're doing something different. I am. You're doing Impact Theory. Correct. What is it? So Impact Theory is a media company. So yeah. I was, um, I'd worked in the inner cities a lot and I've seen some amazing people do nothing with their lives because they don't believe that they can. And so looking at how do you really impact belief, um, the way that humans assimilate truly disruptive information is through narrative. So I yeah. knew that I wanted to be doing something in narrative. So we launched a media company to in, do in just that. I needed it in English. <laughs> All right, so so um, neighborhoods yep. that are rough and tumble yep. um, have a tough time. People there have a tough time getting out. Is that yeah? So people have to believe that if they work hard, that their efforts are going to be rewarded. And right. a lot of people that grow up in the inner cities, they don't think that. They think their talent and their intelligence are fixed traits. That people that grow up in the families that they grew up in, in the neighborhoods that they grew up in, just aren't meant to do anything special. And because they don't think that they can go do those things, they don't even try. And because they don't try, then it doesn't happen for them. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling uh, cycle. Downward cycle. Exactly. Yeah, and so how do you help? How do you help get them out? Well, our goal is to attack it on two different fronts. One, doing social content like this, where you're just addressing it straight up, talking about, hey, that's actually not how it works. And if you believe in yourself and you take the steps to learn, to develop your skill set, I mean, it's like a race, right? When you first start doing it, you're going to be toasted. You're not going to be able to climb something. But that doesn't mean that you can't work, get good at it, and get to the point where not only you can climb it, but you can become the best in the world. So the people that become the best are the ones that believe that if they put in that energy and that effort and they train and they practice and they push themselves, that they'll actually have a physical adaptation response. They'll get better, they'll get faster, they'll increase their lung capacity, all that stuff. So that, at the end of the day, I'm saying works for the mind as well. And most people that grow up, and look, I, I think this applies to everybody, it's just that it got sparked in me seeing people really down and out struggling with it, uh, which made it clear how many people end up becoming less of what they could be just because they don't think they can work their way to success. Sure. And so uh, give us some specific things you do to help. Like you said, you, you'll do, you'll hit, attack it straight on. Yeah, so the straight on stuff is easy. It's telling people basic principles like a growth mindset, uh, which is if you believe your talent and intelligence are fixed traits that are genetically determined, then you'll approach life one way. But if you believe in the malleability of that, that you can change it, you can push it, you can grow, 
then all of a sudden you're starting to think differently. So the core of my message is basically a 25 point belief system uh -huh. uh, about changing your mindset around what you think is possible so that you go and do the work. But at the end of the day, it, you have to go and do the work. That's the punchline. You got to do the work. That's where, that's where we always um, get stuck, right? Because uh, we can't get everybody to get off the couch and do the work. For sure. So a lot of people want to talk about it. They don't actually want to do it. Correct. So, so what kind of results are you seeing? Well, first, um, the real goal of the company is to do this through media, which we haven't launched that yet. So we're still in the first phase of the development, which is building the community. The community response has been amazing, where people have, um, one of our greatest success stories is a guy that was burnt out working on Wall Street, um, was working for, I forget which one, Merrill Lynch or something, one of the big companies. Said he was working just some ungodly number of hours and he was listening to one of my videos at midnight and he said it just really made him realize that he could apply that energy to get good at whatever he wanted to. So he ended up leaving that job um, and then starting a new company and that, that company did $50 million in revenue last year. Wow. So as a result of just thinking differently and look, that's so atypical, don't get me wrong, yeah. but helping people realize that either they can work their way up in their company and become what Seth Godin calls a linchpin, which is just really being good at that thing that you do, or whether it's all the way to starting their own company or just being a better parent. We get literally every day people writing in saying that you know the, the ideology, the new way of thinking has had a massive impact, but the kind of impact we want to have, you're going to have to ask me that again in 25 years. I, mean, it's, yeah. I know that it's going to take time. Yeah. What, why do you have this passion to do this? So it started with my own transformation, just going from being raised with what I'll lovingly call a slave mentality, to keep my head down, do as little work as possible, and avoid punishment at all costs. Right. Um, and that's where I started. And where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Tacoma, Washington. Got it. And my parents were employees. They you know, weren't entrepreneurs. I have absolutely no entrepreneurial instincts whatsoever, literally none. So the yeah. stories about people going and either flipping baseball cards or taking flowers out of somebody's yard and selling them back to them, like that was not me. Right. And I had a, a paper route and I didn't even collect the money, so I was doing it for half the money that I could be making because I was too afraid to go knock on people's doors, but too stupid to quit. So I was actually delivering the paper for half the, it was crazy. And I did that for like two years. Right. Um, so going through my own transformation of realizing, wait a second, I can improve. Like this isn't, my intelligence isn't, like some static, unchangeable thing, I can push myself like you do physically and change mentally. And so I did, and that took me but, from- but, but what was the impetus? Like what, normally people have an aha moment, there's somebody in their life, what, what, what did emotional it? Emotional desperation. So I went to film school, that was my passion, what I wanted to do, right. and I was very fortunate to be chosen as one of only four people to direct a thesis film at arguably the best film school in the world. And then I failed, and it was a total misery emotionally. And I was flirting with depression. I had no idea how to break into film. I mean, this is back in uh, 98 when video doesn't exist. There's no YouTube. Like all the things that people lean on now, like it just didn't exist. Sure. And so I was desperate. And in that desperation, I found a growth mindset. Somebody that was telling me that I could learn, grow, and get better. And I just came from reading. I just started reading a lot. And I wanted to believe something new. And then I met these two entrepreneurs who end up becoming my co-founders in Quest, but this is, you know, whatever, 10 years before that. And um, they said, look, we're starting this technology company. We need a copywriter. You seem bright enough. Why don't you come be a copywriter? And that was at a time where I was starting to believe that if I worked my ass off that I could get better. And they said, this is a startup, man. You can have any job you want in this company. You just have to become the right person for the job. 
So, and they said that to everybody in the company. And I just took them seriously. And I put my head down and I got to work. But it really was out of desperation. It was out of the sense of like, I don't know what to do with my life. And I'm reading that you can grow and improve. And I just met these two guys and they're saying the same thing. So maybe it's real. And over eight and a half years, I went from copywriter to they gave me 10% of the company just because I was crushing wow. it. Became the chief mar marketing officer of that company. Had another emotional crisis of like, okay, now I'm making all this money and on paper I'm a multimillionaire and I'm so unhappy, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. So I went in and I quit. And I said, guys, look, I cannot do this anymore. Like this is sucking my soul out. Mm -hmm. And so I gave them their equity back and I said, I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna go back to something that makes me feel alive. You're really good. It started with the paper route. You're really good at not making money. I'm really good at not making money, yes. So that was certainly the beginning of everything, not right. making money, right. giving money back, yeah. um, but just wanting to feel alive and actually enjoy my day to day. You will understand this more than most people. Fulfillment, which is what it's really about, it's not yeah. about money, it's not about success, yeah. it's about fulfillment, often that comes from suffering, right? Look, yeah. I'm literally looking at people, they, they are not having fun, but yet on some level, yeah. it's like the best way they could be spending their time. Sure. So. That's what I was realizing was the ultimate success was how I felt about myself in those quiet moments when nobody else was around. And I just wanted to do something that made me excited about life. And so that was it. Why don't we go out and suffer for a little bit, take a break, and then we'll come back and uh, finish up. That sounds, sounds good. All right. Yeah. Here we are at the top. <laughs> <laughs> we just saw paraglider, paragliding, right? Not saw it, we just had a duck. <laughs> oh yeah, we said a duck. <laughs> Literally, a paraglider just ran and launched over top of us here. We're at the top of the gondola. And it's not even that windy. In Morzine, France. Updraft. Updraft, yeah, we're at the Spartan European Championships. And uh, I'm feeling pretty lucky This to is be here. glorious. I think I might just stay here for a while. Well, it, it, we are lucky to be here. Yeah, we sure But are. we're lucky to be here with Athletic Greens as our partner, right? <laughs> and uh, I've drank greens for years. And they're not all great. They really aren't. Some greens, you know, you hope they're good for you. They taste terrible. Some they the taste great, the but they don't have good well, stuff it, in it's, it. It's tough to get that that mixture correct. Yeah, right? yeah. It takes a few years to get it down. Yeah. And these guys took ten years. Like us, right? Right. You got to gel. You got to <laughs> come right, together. Yeah. All the components have got to be together. Yeah. And so these guys, they've got their doctors and nutritionists, or uh, what's the other word there? They're uh, naturopath. Naturopath. Well, they all got together to create. You're walking the path of nature. To create this product with the yeah. 75 ingredients. Raw, natural. Every one of them, all, all over raw, the world. All natural. And I tell you, I think they've nailed it. This yeah. is this is pretty good. Now, I, I we talked earlier. You can mix this with water. Yeah. Um, other fruit juice, if you want. I wouldn't put a lot in because again, this is. This is already perfect. Yeah, it tastes very good on its own. Out here. All right, but I'll tell you what, um, I probably don't drink as much as this yeah. as you or other sure. greens. Yeah. But I have been drinking this and I like it. This yeah, is good I, stuff. I mix it I mix it with sunshine and love. Oh, there you go. But you mix everything with sunshine <laughs> oh, and love. Oh, here you guys, here we go. Here we go. Another hey, Check we should this out. watch. Everyone this. duck. Yeehoo! Oh, and he's pulling up, pulling up, pulling up, pulling up. Oh! And he now that's it. an athlete. That's an athlete uh, getting out in the green here. <laughs> wow. You know, I, 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 I hope mention, he had his athletic green. Well, I want to mention something that I um, <laughs> go ahead, Tim. Sorry, no, I hope he had it because he's going to need it. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that is so we, we all flew here. We fly a lot, and um, 
I find that you get on a plane and you, you, you have this plan to drink. You're not you, allowed to take liquids with you. No, but you can once you get through security. Oh, yeah, but you can Just before you get on the plane. Right. So, so this is what I've been doing lately like when I'm flying. You know, because you get on a plane, what do you got? Diet Coke, you've got. Uh, you Diet know, Coke? No, no, I'm no, no, saying that's what's offered. Oh, that's what's offered oh, to you. And, 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 and they bring you the, the food that you know is going to be terrible. Right. And so I just I just brought this. You, you fill it up after security, drop my greens in it, and that's what I drank on the plane. It's kind of nice getting off the plane feeling hydrated, knowing you had something good put into your body. Because people use that as an excuse. They use busy as an excuse, right? I'm too busy to eat well. Right. You're not too busy for and this And this stuff. is this is prepackaged. You can get yep. it in scoops or you can get it in the prepacket. And when you're traveling, the prepackets are perfect. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because yeah. you just tear open the packet, drop it in here, and shake it up. Yeah. And you're done. Yeah, exactly. And down it goes. And so, you know, we, shake, we, shake it up. we're doing these podcasts all over the world. You know, recently we've been in uh, Dodger Stadium. I know we're going to uh, uh, Tahoe, you know, in the fall. So here we are at the top of Morzine, France, with uh, paragliders shooting over top of us. We can have this anywhere Mountain in the world. Bikers all around us. Yeah, yeah. All kind of looking over this pair. So bring us yeah, home, guys. Sephora. Get your greens, and uh, they bring you to places like this. Athletic get out greens. there. Yeah, get out there, athletes. It's delicious. This episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Ensure your body gets the nutrition it needs. Athletic Greens has a special offer for our listeners. Just go to athleticgreens.com/spartan. And then when you place your order, they'll send you a free travel pack with 20 individually wrapped packets. That's a free offer just for our listeners. So I think that suffering breaks most people, if I'm completely honest. Most people, it doesn't toughen. It doesn't turn them into a Spartan warrior. But some people, if they're thinking about it right, if they know what perspective to come at it from, that it is going to create this adaptive response then it becomes very, very meaningful, especially if it's in, if you're doing it for something you really care about. So, you know, to take a Spartan race, take somebody that just had a kid, they're 45 pounds overweight, their doctor tells them they're in ill health, they're not gonna make it to their kid's graduation. Suddenly they've got an incredibly powerful why. They know why they're fighting. They know why they're coming out here and suffering and it becomes this really beautiful thing. And so the, the best example I've ever heard is from Viktor Frankl, the guy that wrote Man's Search for Meaning survived Auschwitz and he said you you knew within 72 hours who was going to die because he said they would give up and they would lose that sense of why they were willing to suffer like this and so I found that and so going to my partners and quitting and saying look this is it I'm done I want to go do something I love their response was we actually feel the same and so we got to connect over something other than chasing money which is what we've been doing the the technology company was meant to be built up and sold and that was going to be it and so that real breakthrough moment for me, because I already believed I could change, I knew that, but like I was developing into an area that was like, I'm getting more powerful and I'm still not having fun because I didn't have the why. So I said, let's build something that we're all gonna be passionate about. And for three very different reasons, that answer ended up being health and fitness. And so I grew up in a morbidly obese family and my uncle ate himself to death when I was 12 years old and it was just really heartbreaking. And I mean, when you, if you think back to when I was 12, that it, morbid obesity wasn't as rampant as it is now. So my family really was- They had to work, they had to work at it. Yeah, like they right. were early adopters of the right. obesity uh, trend, right. which is right. not great, not where you wanna be an early sure. adopter. Um, but that left an impact on me. And then seeing my mom and my sister continue to struggle into my adult life, I knew I was gonna lose them sooner than I needed to because of their eating habits. And talking to my partner about it, we were like, the reality is telling people to eat less and exercise, it works and it works every time, but it only works for a narrow band of the population right. that like already gets it. And so for everybody else, we said, let's make food that they can choose based on taste and it happens to be good for them. So that was our mission at Quest. We wanted to end metabolic disease. We wanted mm -hmm. to do it by making snack foods that people wanted to eat, but they were made from ingredients that were actually metabolically good. Right. 
So that, that became the mission. Now that I could show up every day and fight for, that gave me a powerful why. I was thinking about my mom and my sister. So when people find that thing, like, and that's how we ended up, you know, to, to answer the money question, that company for the first time, the same people, all of a sudden we were growing, we grew by 57,000% in our first three years alone. The company was valued at over a billion dollars. Wow. After five years, I mean, it was just insane, and it completely changed my life financially. Yeah. But more importantly, it it showed me how you can serve people, do something that's predicated entirely on value creation, right. where you want to connect to people, you want to build community, and that building of community becomes the the best marketing vehicle of all time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. My wife to rip people off the couch. Pro problem is uh, they don't necessarily want to get off the couch, mm -hmm. right? They don't want to do the hard work, but um, but it keeps me going every day so I get it completely so what's next well for us it's creating the media so when you talk about people not wanting to get off the couch that's my whole thing right so right. with diet and exercise yeah. which is where we were with quest we knew that if we made something that was like boiled chicken and steamed broccoli it's amazing for you but people don't want to eat it over and over and over I do so you do, and, right. and it does work for a narrow band of people. I'm the same, right? So right. I used to be 60 pounds heavier. Right. Lost the weight, I've kept it off for years and years and years yeah. because I'm willing to have that level of discipline. In fact, it's part of my identity to be that disciplined as I know it is for you as well. Sure. Yeah. Most people aren't gonna do that. So for me, we know the equivalent for the body is to make food people choose based on taste, awesome. Now, what's the equivalent of the mind? So if people don't wanna be stretched, right? You were talking about that metaphor off camera, I think it's yeah. brilliant. So how do you get people to stretch themselves to do something that's gonna move them forward in their life without it having to be a struggle in the beginning? So I know that the ultimate goal is to leverage behavior rather than change it. So we wanna take advantage of the fact people watch movies, they watch TV shows, they read comic books, they read books, they play video games, all those things. They already do it. Right. Whether it helps them or not, they're gonna do it. So now how do we take that and make it a source of empowerment? How do we take it and make it a source of ideology that's gonna serve them? Because the only difference between me when I was, you know, even in my mid-20s, not knowing how to make money, feeling totally lost and hopeless, and then turning myself into uh, the kind of person that could run a company that was very successful, it was just mindset, right? There was no, like, superpower. I wasn't uh, met with aliens or anything, you know what I mean? It, like, I literally just started thinking in a new way, and that allowed me to empower myself. So. My fetish is to get people to adopt a new belief system, right. and that's it. And so through media, through storytelling. Through stuff they're already doing. Correct. Right. So the way that I explain it to people is Disney is the only studio that's ever had the discipline to only tell one kind of story from a thousand different angles. Right. And because of that, the brand means something. Right. So if I say I'm going to go see a Sony movie or a Paramount movie or a right. Warner Brothers movie, you don't know anything about it. Right. But if I say I'm going to go see a Disney movie, you already know something. So our whole thing is to get to the point where impact theory, if I say, oh, I'm going to go see an impact theory movie, that means something. Right. So if Disney created the most um, magical place on earth, we want to create the most empowering place on earth. I like it. Hopefully uh, Spartan has a story that's being told in there. That'd be amazing. Right. Yeah, what you guys are doing is absolutely incredible. It's we literally know. astonishing. I've had guests come on the show that do your races, yeah. Amelia Boone Boom. being yeah. one of them. Yeah. I mean, just her story is unbelievable yeah. so people that can push themselves physically what what you have to do to your mind to get to that place is yeah. exactly where I want to help people get so for people out there give us two or three things that they could do at home that are gonna impact them and get them to be more empowering and, and get shit done in life yeah so number one what you build your self-esteem around really really matters and okay. most people build their self-esteem around being right 
uh, being smart, being worthy. And if they flip that to building their self-esteem around identifying the right answer faster than anybody else and having a willingness to learn at all times, that's huge. Now, if you have that framework, then you've got the only belief that I think really matters, which is that I can get better. Once you believe that you can get better, now all of your efforts are gonna be worthwhile. And that brings us to the second thing. You are what you do habitually. That's it. And so people have horrific habits. They have horrific mental habits in terms of what they allow themselves to think. So I would say the first thing is um, Dr. Daniel Amen um, has this concept of crushing ants, A-N-T-S, automatic negative thoughts. And I think that's brilliant. So when you have a negative thought about yourself, your abilities, whatever, that you replace that with a positive thought. So if you think, oh, I'm not good at this, right? I'm, I'm in last place at the Spartan race. I'm not good yet. Once you insert that word yet, then it becomes a question of, okay, what can I do habitually to get better at that? Sure. So I'll give you a simple example of my day-to-day -day routine. I hate the gym, dude. I'm that guy that you wanted to get off the couch. Yeah absolutely hate working out i get no whatever the endorphin rush that most people is i don't get that like the newspapers yes right. exactly right. so i want to avoid it i want right. to stay in my nice warm bed right. so one i have a bright line that i get out of bed in 10 minutes or less and a bright line means it's something i never do minutes from. it takes me about 12 seconds yeah so you're way minutes? ahead of me it used to take me three hours really four hours sometimes i'm not kidding so your Truly. eyes open and i would lay in bed i would turn the tv on i would really? just 100%. So what I, and so I interviewed Jocko Willink once yeah. and I told him that and he said, don't worry, we'll let you cut that out of the interview. And I said, I don't want to. My whole mission is to sure. get people to understand it does not matter where you start. Right. Like who you are today is completely irrelevant. Right. If you're an undereducated kid in Compton, doesn't matter. Who do you want to become? Right. What's the price you're willing to pay to get there? Sure. Okay. That's it. Now to get there, the practical stuff, doing things like I go to bed at 9 PM, like it's a religion. So that I get, I prioritize sleep. I think people are subpar if they're not getting enough sleep. Yeah. So I don't use an alarm. I haven't used an alarm in almost 15 years. Nice. Okay, built a billion dollar business without using an alarm. So people that say like, oh, you, there's no way. 100%. Right. Go to bed early, whatever time you need. Wake up whenever you wake up. Put your gym clothes right next to your bed so that you'd have to make a choice yeah. to wear anything other than your gym clothes. Right. Put your gym clothes on, you immediately right. go to the gym. So whether you love it or hate it, doesn't matter. It's the first thing you do. Yeah. Rock it out, get it done. Yeah. In the gym, you're using identity. I'm the type of person that. I attack the weights, I push myself. like So that you can get pride out of doing that. Yeah. Learning how to self-reward in terms of practical stuff, that's like number one. So when you do that, when you got out of bed in 10 minutes, when you put your gym clothes on, yeah. when you went to the gym first, you already feel good about yourself. Yeah. Hit the weights, you come out, then meditate. That's huge. So yeah. people have a hard time with distractions, especially now today. They're not doing anything to train themselves to just sit and think, to just sit and calm the mind. Sure. And so from a brainwave state, getting into an alpha wave state where you're calm and creative, yeah. absolutely critical, critical, lowers your stress, lowers your anxiety. Yeah. Then from that, I suggest people do something called thinkitating, which is where you take that alpha wave state from meditating, but now you think through the hardest problems that you have in your life, in your family, in your business, whatever. Sure. And you'll find that you get pretty interesting ideas from that. And then don't check email. That's a hyper-practical way to be successful. Right. Email will ruin your life. I think it is going to be the downfall of Western civilization. Oh, it's ruining my kidding. life every day. 100%. So I just don't. So yeah. if I respond to three emails a week, a week, that's a lot for me. I don't know, really know how that works because when people don't respond to me, I stop sending them emails. Correct. <laughs> right? and so like, 
if, if I wasn't to respond, I would not receive the information I need to receive. So how do you deal with that? So internally, I never take emails from employees. So right. if they want to talk to me, they come talk to me. If somebody right. needs something from me, they'll call me. Um, and I've been doing this again. I didn't check email when I was building Quest. So right. it's like this really is, it just becomes a thing you either do or you don't do. Right. And so I have somebody when, um, now that I've gotten to the point where I can hire somebody, I have somebody right. go through and look for opportunities that I might otherwise miss. Right. So if you just can't not check email, yeah. just don't check email, say before you've worked for eight hours. Right. Once you put in eight hours, then great. Go check your email, look to see if there's anything going on. If it's that important, it's still gonna be important after putting in a full day. Sure. And then reply to the people that are absolutely critical and then get back to it. The reason I think this is so important, dude, and I think you'll really, really get this, when you're checking email, you're saying somebody else knows better what I should be doing with my time. Right. I keep a list of, it's called important things. I keep a list in order of the most important things that I should be executing against right now at that moment. Not thinking about, not pondering, doing. And then I just make sure that I'm chipping away at that. So I wake up usually around 4 a.m. Again, without an alarm, it's just because yeah. you go to bed at nine, that's a reasonable amount of sleep. Sure. So I'm up at four, my first employees don't start showing up till 9, 30, 10. So even before they get in the office, I've already had five, six, sometimes seven hours of work. Right. So then by lunch, if I really felt like I had to, I could start checking email because I've already got eight hours clocked. I love it, I love it. So uh, go to bed early, wake up early without an alarm clock, gym clothes next to the bed, Work out like an animal, meditate, thinkitate. Yes. Right? Don't check emails. Keep your list. And then one more thing have yeah. crystal clear goals. Most people yeah. do not have that. They don't yeah. know what they're trying to accomplish. Sure. They think they do. I want to help people. You'll hear It'd that. It'd be like in the car if you got in the GPS and you said, well, I kind of might want to go here or here. And you told the GPS there were three places you might want to go to. It'd be pretty confusing. You'd be driving in circles. The absolute perfect analogy. Right? You're awesome. Thank you for having All me, right. man. I'm going to go uh, think a tape. There you go. <laughs> was waiting for my alarm clock to go off. I was a little bit late to get here. I had you set, sleep in your workout clothes. Uh, yeah, well, but it, it, <laughs> what, look, a fascinating guy, right? I mean, it, it, as you walked us through it, the thing that struck me was the, the philanthropic nature of it, the going yep. into the inner cities now and into the depressed neighborhoods or whatever and trying to help those, help less fortunate people have confidence in themselves and try to give them the skill set to bring them out of there, to, the positivity and the mindset to let, to let them know that they can achieve and they, you know, they don't have to be there forever. Well, it's good, it, it, it's good sorry, John, it's good, it's good to look at, um, even people who think that they have nothing and nothing to give, you empower them saying like, you have these skills, like you take lack a martyr, right? You say, they might lack certain things, but what they do have is an innate wisdom and a beautiful lens onto the world. And if you can empower them to have the tools to share that, then, you know, media is the currency, the conversation, and like the dialect of our time or whatever. Also, I love also people that so-called have, so, have, so have nothing have to be really creative to get through life. To yep, get through right. a day takes a tremendous amount of creativity and, entrepreneurship. and res resilience. Yep. Only when you're in that space, you don't see that. You're just in survival mode yeah. and you don't recognize it. And when somebody outside comes in and reflects these things like you know, just th that you don't really even realize you have because you're just too busy struggling. And, and that's his recognition of that, about the idea that you know people say, oh, that kid needs to pull himself up by the bootstraps. That kid doesn't even know he has bootstraps because nobody's right. told him that. And so the recognition that why not take this um, uh, opportunity that we've been able to create for ourselves and go out there and create opportunity for other people. Right. And that, that's amazing. Um, some of the things that he said too that we can apply directly to our own lives, I loved you know, his thing about you know, your reference to the alarm clock. 
he, he said, I used to use an alarm clock and it hit snooze for three hours. It took me that long to drag right. myself out of bed. But now he says, I go to sleep at a decent time. My body's relatively finely tuned because I'm eating the right things. I have something to get up and be excited about. I don't need an alarm clock. Well, and you've experienced that. Well, think life. about the term alarm clock. It's yeah. alarming. Like you're starting, right. you're starting right. your day with an alarm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, right. just the notion of that seems yeah. cruel. Yeah. It's very cruel. You I, know? When, when what I would you call it? I would a serenade clock. Well, I mean, nowadays <laughs> you you can set it to any kind of sound you want. Yeah, like, sure. Like, I like, know I I like yeah. a whisper from a sweet right. woman. To, <laughs> well, yeah, or, something like that. So yeah. Sunlight coming through your window, right? Sure. I I have never I have never <laughs> in my life ever once for any reason ever set an alarm ever. Yeah. I've never been late for work a day in my life. Yeah. I was in the military for thirty plus years. You get yeah. up, I have to get up early. and Everything else, you just. We'll just call it a Tim clock. No, if things are important to you, you wake up. I mean, you know, you know where you need to be, and it's important. You have responsibilities. It works. It happens. But but with that, that's incredible. But I got emotional. That was funny. About about how you design your life, though, because if you're not excited about what's in front of you, it's pretty hard to get up. If you're like, I got to go do that again. Of course, you're going to push it off as far as you can. But if you've got a routine that you're excited about, and like, you know, think about, for example, you're going on a ski trip. You're going hella skiing, and you got to be on the plane at five o'clock in the morning. It is not hard to get up at two in the morning to be at the airport for three when you're going hella skiing. But when you've got a meeting at a job that you're not mm-hmm. excited about, and, oh my god, and you wait to the very last minute. So, so how do you shift that? Because most people will be like, oh, well, that's a luxury that that you love what you do and you get to get up and be excited about your passion. A lot of people don't have. I would suggest that. you keep watching Spartan Up podcast because we have guest after guest that will show us that. Frank showed us how you turn your life around. Tom showed us how you um, pivot, how you leave a business that you were making some money but not that excited about and do something you're really excited about. But also, I love this pivot. Sorry, I just want to finish that thought. No, 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 I didn't finish. mean to cut you off there, but the <laughs> I'm sure it's more, uh, go. No, no, but, but just that um, he said, even so things that he wasn't enjoying, he pivoted from. Things that he wasn't successful, he pivoted from. The one that impresses me, massively successful with, uh, with Quest Bars. He still pivoted to his media company, and the idea was, I'm now gonna take this success, and I'm gonna turn around and do something that inspires people, and his specificity with the idea that Disney is the only company in the world that you know exactly what they do. He said, if somebody says, oh man, there's a new Sony picture coming out, you go, what the mm. hell is a Sony picture? There's a new Warner Brothers picture. What the hell is a Warner Brothers picture? There's a new Disney movie coming out. I know what that right. is, I wanna see that. And he wants his media company to be Me that too. every single thing they put out, people know that it's gonna be inspiring, they know it's gonna be life-changing. And he's obviously been pretty successful already because right. every time he produces a podcast, not entirely unlike us, but he has a million yeah, pretty big followers. It's, it's, like it's also, I'm sorry, it, it also re- reflects an emerging, the emerging consciousness, right? Yep. Because, because there are there are a number of of, uh, of uh, companies that do that, like Food Matters TV or Gaim TV. Yeah. It reflects that the con- you know, we're waking up, you yep. know, and this guy's this you know this guy is another one of those indicators yep. of where what's possible for all of us. For sure. Yep. Did you guys ever see the movie Baraka? Yeah, I loved it. That's for some reason when I think about what he's gonna do, yep. I just get like that. Remember that part of the movie? No, I think it's high time. Check it out. But I think it's high time to have a refreshing conversation of positivity and inspiration, yep. right? Because I literally only watch cartoons and kids' movies and nature documentaries because I won't fill my subconscious with. You know, there's sports on, right? Sports? <laughs> Go ahead, take us out. Wrap us up. With that said. You uh, can come see more inspiration on our nice little channel at spartan.com slash podcast or on iTube, iTunes, <laughs> yeah, I watch or a lot of YouTube. TV. YouTube or iTunes, FaceTube, FaceTube, <laughs> you face. 
You face, I face, we all face. It's not about the I nation, it's about the we nation. Yeah. Okay, blessings. We go, you. baby, we go. We go! <laughs> this episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Ensure your body gets the nutrition it needs. Athletic Greens has a special offer for our listeners. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash Spartan, and then when you place your order, they'll send you a free travel pack with 20 individually wrapped packets. That's a free offer just for our listeners. Thanks for listening to another epic story of success. If you like our show, be sure to tell your friends about it. We want to hear from you. Just leave us a comment below if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're listening, go to Twitter and find us at Spartan Up Pod or Instagram at Spartan Up Podcast, and let us know what you think. Then go subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to our show. Spartan Up is brought to you by Spartan Race. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com. 